our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello, Sonia. How have you been? Hopefully I haven't been too chaotic in the previous episodes. My emotions just running haywire. These get to me. These really do. You know what? I love that you get like st- highly strung by these episodes because so do I. And so <laughs> we're just like two highly strung human beings going back and forth. It's like sharing our opinions into the void. No one has asked for them. No one has said, hey, I really, really would love to know. Well, I guess besides the people sending them in. And we're just like, our opinions matter. <laughs> this is what you should do. Yeah. Let's have it. How are you going to damage me today? Well, this is an interesting money confession that's come in from a listener because they have brought in a dilemma that I don't know if you can relate to, but if you're an elder sibling, you might be able to relate to. So maybe it'll be worth hearing, you know, both perspectives, the youngest and the oldest weigh in. Dear Sam and Sonia, (laughs) I would love to know your thoughts on this situation. My parents have bought slash are buying both my siblings' first homes. I bought my own home with my husband. We didn't need help or assistance from any parents, even though we earn significantly less. One house was bought for one sibling and then sold to her about a year later for the same price. And my other sibling is getting a house soon, but won't buy it for probably the next five to seven years and again will be buying it for the same price from my parents. If you guys were in a similar situation, how would you feel slash react? Would you just forget about it or feel a little uneasy about the financial gain my siblings have had at the expense of my parents' ability to save for their retirement? So just to make this very clear, this person has two siblings. She does not make a lot of money, but she bought her own home with her husband. She has two other siblings and what their parents are doing is they're like buying homes now at like 2023 prices and then either when the sibling's ready now or when the siblings are ready in five years, selling the home to that sibling for the same price, like buying the home for $800,000 and then the siblings get to buy that home off their parents for $800,000 in the future instead of home prices going up to like a million dollars by the time they can buy. 
So that's just setting the scene. But she's asking, how would you feel or react? Do you just forget about it? Do you feel uneasy about the financial gains that her siblings will now have at the expense of her parents' ability to save for their retirement? Like, what do you do? I would like you to go first, Miss Youngest Child. I am the youngest. I have one older brother. And I think sometimes in my head, I'm like, he's paved the way for a lot of things. Like, he's made some mistakes or has, like, does these things that are so out there that anything that I do, I feel like is downplayed by what he's done. Um, And there's also an age gap. So I feel like just to set the scene, personally, Mm -hmm. I understand where she's coming from. I really do. But I think to feel some type of way about your siblings, like gaining something or being put in a pretty good financial position in terms of houses and property. Like I I think those feelings are something that you need to address and potentially look deeper into because I don't know if it's just me and it's because I am the youngest that I feel this way, but I just feel like you shouldn't feel that way about your sibling because it will build up resentment, it will build up fights. And also too, you didn't need the assistance. Like I get that you Mm. earn significantly less, but if you're telling me that you didn't need the help and you bought this house and you went in with your husband, why are you feeling some type of way anyway? Because like, did your parents see that you were in a better financial position or a good financial position and that's why they didn't reach out or they did reach out and you said no or your husband said no? I just feel like personally... I just wouldn't feel that way, you know? I understand. I think that like concern or the, not the unfairness, but like the predicament is that when you're the older sibling, your parents are often younger. They have less like earning potential. And so the like lifestyle you live with the financial help that's available to you is a lot less. And then as your siblings grow up, you know, your parents have like put more money down on their home if they have a home or you know they get older they work their way up in their careers their salaries get higher and so by the time like the youngest sibling comes around especially if there's an age gap like there is with me and my sibling my younger sibling like they're in a much more better position to support them financially than they would have been to support me financially and I wonder if that's at play and so it's not even a case of like their parents didn't want to but maybe they just couldn't support in that moment and so does that mean they should give you money now that they can but that doesn't even seem like that's what she wants I get that I also feel like if I was the older sibling and there was like a 10 year age gap and you see your younger siblings like get takeout or they're able Mm. to get like the latest tech and like I get that it would make you feel a certain type of way in my head I'm like I like idolized my brother and like would do anything as well so it's like I get it I also just want to point out that they said that they feel a bit uneasy about the financial gain my siblings have had at the expense of Mm. my parents ability to save for their retirement so that's an entirely different thing that I wanted to speak about I would say something Like, if you know that that's going to impact them, because also as an older sibling, especially in some cultures, like, are you expected to take care of them? And that would make me feel a certain type of way. Like, they've done all this stuff for your younger siblings, but now I have to 
like chip in, I have to be the one to take care of you because you've made these decisions. They're okay, but now they don't have to worry about you and you're turning to me for help when I'm retiring. I would say something. I would say something too, but this is where I would draw the line. I wouldn't say it to the siblings because in the siblings' defense, they have done nothing wrong. They've had their parents very kindly, because not everyone gets this opportunity, very kindly offer them something that is going to really help with their financial future. And part of them maybe has worried about their retirement, but maybe their parents have like reassured them and said, no, no, we'll be fine. Like take the house. This is more important to us. So I wouldn't be like, how dare you get like special treatment that I didn't get. But I would talk to my parents about what is your financial planning? How are you planning to retire? Because maybe they have more of an idea or maybe part of like the plan was that they said to the siblings, hey, like we'll buy you a home and in exchange for that, like would love to live with you during retirement or, you know, like, you know, we're giving up an extra $50,000. That was our retirement money, but like we'll invest into your home so that this is also like where we end up living at some stage, you know, like there are maybe conversations that have been had that we're not aware of. Mm. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. I'm not a parent either. I'm the youngest child no. and not a parent. No. <laughs> but I, I would want my kids to have a better upbringing, better life than I did. So I would want to be that, per- like, how amazing is it to say that I helped my kid with, like, their first home? Like, I would want to do that as well. I just, I don't know if I agree with this stance of like helping your kids so you know you'd be fine in the future because at the end of the day, they're not actually obligated to look after you if like no conversations have been had. Like you could very much so find yourself in a home while your kids are in like the home that you bought them, which sounds surreal. We just like the culture that we're from, I just don't anticipate that happening, but is that right? Like to only do something for your kid if you're going to have benefit from it in the future. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like saying, hey, I want to set up a place for me to retire. My child also needs a home to live in. So let's say we're like a culture where I would have lived with that child anyway, or that child would have wanted me to live with them anyway. Well, why not like just buy like a big family home that has like a little granny down the bottom and I'll be there in like 10 years like see you soon but I'll help you get onto the property ladder I get what you mean though like if that's your only incentive like for personal selfish gain uh 
I think you can do it if there's a conversation had and your kid understands that this is what you'll probably expect in the future. Because I'm like, if you're just doing it and they see it as a <laughs> gift and then like 10 years down the line, your dad's like, hey, what's good? Just moving in next week, by the way. And you're like, what? Some families cannot live together. I will say that. So yeah, have a conversation first with your kid, you know, don't just do it willy nilly. Oh, I assumed that was like part of the conversation if, if that was <laughs> what like, was going to happen. You're just going to show up at the granny flat. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? I had a friend who got married and her and her, I guess, fiance at the time were looking for homes and they would take her parents to the open homes and her mum would be like, no, to like each house. But then the houses that would have granny flats, she'd be like, this is the house you should buy. Like, this is your forever home because she didn't want to leave her daughter. It was very sweet. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, that was just like at the speech of their wedding last week. But what I wanted to say was I believe in my heart of hearts, if this was me, because the question is how do you feel? How do you react? You just forget about it. If I had a sibling or siblings that weren't doing financially well and I struggled my way but did buy my own home by the end and in my parents' eyes was doing okay, I think it's natural to feel unjust but to also forget about it like I think it's natural to be like well that sucks like why did they get help I didn't get help it would have been nice if I had the help they had but my overall goal is that me and my siblings are all going to be okay financially and I like what's the benefit of being like my parents should not help them and then your siblings just end up really struggling they can never get to buy a home their children don't have the stability And then you either have to help or you feel guilty, like, well, I have my house. My kids don't have to move around. Like, we're really stable. But my, you know, I keep having each year to help my sister move to a new suburb because their landlord keeps, like, changing things up. I agree. I think feel what you feel. No one can tell you how to feel. And, like, it's definitely valid what you are feeling. I would not bring it up to my siblings because, like, I just feel like that conversation is surreal. Like, I, if I was a sibling, I'd sit there and be like, so you're mad that I'm getting a house that our parents have offered however I would speak to the parents about the whole retirement situation and express your concerns of do you expect me to help you while making this decision because I feel like I'm not comfortable with that maybe you should rethink what you're doing and also I think I take this as a lesson from one of my really good friends back home he has a fair few siblings and his dad has bought a house for each sibling in mind. They go in on the mortgage, but he has no, like he knows that he pays a mortgage, but he has no idea how this process works. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. know what it takes to acquire a house, what that process is, how like interest, like he doesn't have any education behind him. All he sees is his paycheck and like a chunk of it going to the mortgage. I think also just maybe giving a hot tip to your parents, just take them on the journey with you. If you're going to buy them a house, just to make sure they know what they're getting into in the future and they can take it as a learn as well. That's the only thing I'd add. I agree. I think it is so valid to feel how you feel. We're humans. We don't like injustice. We don't like feeling like we weren't given the same playing field. And that comes from like, you know, a very valid place. But if the alternative is let my sibling suffer so that I feel like we've all got an equal opportunity, I don't think that's 
where my values lie. If I'm honest, like huge family feuds start this way. Like you have people yeah. talk to your like siblings in years and years and years just because of this one thing and this resentment that they hold on to and the younger kid like just does not know, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. This is a time to break like generational curses <laughs> of like siblings being like, I will not talk to you until you give the land back. Like this is this is how it begins. Oh no. It's just such a brown thing. Like your aunties and uncles are fighting somewhere about land, you know? No. Like I'll fly to India and sort out the land. Like it, it's just too Do much. Do not speak that over my life. No. <laughs> no, that will not be us. I'd like to think that we've <laughs> learnt from the experiences of growing up watching that. Imagine being in a land feud with your brother. <laughs> <laughs> we have like feuds over clothes. Like so he keeps growing so his clothes get too small for him. So they become like oversized tops, oversized like jumpers for me. So I'll obviously take them. Like I'll come over and I'll be like, oh like you don't need this anymore. And then we have feuds over that, but feuds over like Mum and dad said that this one home that they own was going to go to me, not you. Like, that is disgusting. Never. <laughs> but I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Now, if you have a money confession that you want to share with us, send us a DM or email us at hello at girlsthatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.